0: Hi there, I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion. I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years with experience in building seven-figure businesses and working around the world. Originally, I'm from Canada, but I've been living in Dubai for the past 14 years. I've created this podcast to share my insights and expertise as a global entrepreneur and help other women start, build, grow, and scale their businesses. You'll also hear from some of the world's top experts and female entrepreneurs who will inspire and motivate you to achieve your business goals. So, join me as we explore all that the world has to offer and build the business of your dreams. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Women on the Rise. And this week, I want to talk to you about how we can build a more impactful personal brand and the reason why I wanted to go into more detail about this because I have been finding talking to some female entrepreneurs that this is an area that they still feel a little bit uncomfortable with and is holding them back in business that you know the feedback that I hear from people is they'll say I just want to focus on building my business. I'm not interested in my personal brand. I'm not going to work on that. I'm not going to focus on saying anything about me because I feel uncomfortable with it. Unfortunately, the problem is, as business owners, we have to play some role in running our business and showing people that we're running our business. And our customers want to know, like, and trust us. So we need to build a bit of our personal profile. It doesn't mean that you have to be all over social media. It doesn't mean that you have to be doing TikTok videos or reels all the time. That you don't need to do. But you do need to have a bit of a profile. You do need to show up on your website and people see who you are. You do need to maybe be present on LinkedIn if that is maybe relevant for your audience. And you do need to maybe show up occasionally on your social media channels. It doesn't have to be all the time. You don't have to show that. But I want to talk about three tools that I find that makes it a lot easier for female entrepreneurs to show up. And the very first one that seems so simple, but so many people don't have. And that is having a personal profile that is relevant to you and your business. How many of you listening right now have a personal profile or a biography that's relevant to you and your business? I bet a lot of you don't. And this actually surprised me. Now, for me, I come from more of a communications background. And those who know my history, one of my first businesses was a PR agency and then a training company. And so communications was something that was second nature to me. So I've at the very beginning, I was always really good at writing my personal profile or biography. But so many people don't have it. And the first time that this really surprised me, we were organizing a really big event and had a very well-known entrepreneur speaking at this event. And my team had contacted her and said, can I get your photo and your biography? And she responded, with a WhatsApp message and said, I don't know, Google me, see what you can find online and put it together yourself. She had no profile on her website of her, even though she was the founder of the business. And she had no personal profile that she gave to people before she would speak at events. And I found that really surprising. And I thought, this can't be normal, surely. Like, this has to be really unusual not everybody is like this and I found so many times and maybe it was because I was more aware it's kind of like if they say you're going to see a yellow car and then all of a sudden you notice yellow cars everywhere maybe it was the same thing like that but I noticed speaking to entrepreneurs that so many of them didn't have a biography or a profile or if they did maybe it was one that was relevant to their previous business because a lot of times for us as entrepreneurs that we we have our careers or we start in one business or we have a job and then all of a sudden you create your your own business and you're doing something completely different so if you were the head of HR for a business and now you have a business which is making luxury candles that HR profile is not going to be relevant to your new life as an entrepreneur running this candle empire. So we need to think about how we're going to to rewrite that and how we're going to position ourselves. And I think that's really cool because, you know, the, when we're business owners, we get to invent ourselves and we get to invent how we're going to to run our business. And how people are going to see us. And I really like that because all of a sudden, we're not doing what we're told to do, working for somebody else. We're working for ourselves and we get to create. Probably I was thinking the word invent, maybe not the right word because we're not going to make it up. But what what I mean by that is that we're going to create the, the life that we want, the work that we want, the role that we want. And you need to convey that as part of your personal profile. And your personal profile is so important, right? If you want to speak at events, if you want to be on a panel discussion, if you want to have a keynote, if you want to um, be a moderator, even of a panel discussion, they need to have your profile. And the problem is, if you say something like, I don't know, just Google it, or you send them a super long profile. The problem is, is that They might choose the wrong information about you and your business. And this is so important, right? That when we're trying to build our brand, when we're building our business, that we really want to control the narrative. And when we're, when we present them with a biography, that we're really able to go and control the narrative about what people, about what people say about us, what they think about us. Um, So make sure that if you are speaking at events and you're asked for your profile or biography, that you've really, really curated that to convey the information that you want about your business. Same thing as well. If you want to do media interviews, a journalist is going to want to have your biography. And you, again, want to make sure that it's super relevant to the life that you have now and the, the business that you're running. You know, my biography that I had three, four years ago, is totally different to what my biography is now. And it's funny how quickly it changes. And I've made sure as well that I really carefully think about those messages that I want to convey about female fusion. And I have that within within my profile as well. Also, too, if you go to networking events, you might be asked to stand up And give an elevator pitch and talk about you and your business. And it's so much easier to formulate that if you have a profile or a biography that you're comfortable with, you know, because it's easier for you to convey that information. Same thing as well. If you're at some point looking for investment or funding within your business, you are going to have to share more information with them about you as an entrepreneur. Now, it might be that they want top-level information like your profile, or they might even need more details like your CV, but you need to make sure that all of that information is relevant to the work that you're doing now. Same thing with collabs. Maybe if you're pitching ideas for a collaboration with a business that might be bigger than yours, that potential collaborators want to know who they're going to be working with. And when you share your biography, it helps them really like, determine if you're the right person that they want to be working with, what your experience is, if you have similar values to them. And if you're prepared like that, it makes it so much easier just for the, for the process to go through and for them to say yes. And then finally, I don't see this enough. And it's so obvious, but you need to put your profile on your website. Number one, you need to have a website. Okay. Um, I was speaking with somebody the other day who was in a consultancy industry. And she said to me, she's like, yeah, I don't need a website. I just email people from my Gmail and I pitch my services. And I was like, what? You You don't have a website? And she's like, yeah, I email people. So if you don't have a website, that's going to be one of the first places that people look to find out information about you. And they're going to check you out and see your profile and see if it's consistent across a number of different channels. And when you have that website, it just adds to that credibility. It also makes you look bigger and more serious in business. And I am such a big believer that we have to play big. We have to play big in business. It doesn't mean that we're all going to aim for seven or eight figure businesses. It doesn't mean that. And playing big to me means different to somebody else. But what I do mean by playing big is it takes you one or two hours to build a very, very simple website on one of the the website builders, whether it's Wix or Elementor or one of those. You don't even need to, to use a sophisticated platform. But at least then there's some place that they can go with a customized domain that shows who you are and what you do. And there's that profile there with you looking amazing with great photos that shows them that you're a serious player. And what does that mean? It means that you can ask for more money. If you come across as disorganized, if you don't have a presence, that people will look at that. And I'll tell you because I've done exactly the same thing as well when I've been hiring freelancers is I would look at that and go, she she's not as experienced as what she needs to be, or um, I can pay her less. I, you know, she doesn't have all of these things set up and organized, so it means that I don't need to pay as much as I would to the person who has the business set up and the website and the proper domain and advertising the systems or the packages on their website. So this is one of these things that we need to get over in our head, is that we need to be prepared to play bigger. And that means having a profile that you're going to be able to share everywhere. And even if you feel a bit uncomfortable with it, get comfortable with writing your profile. Now, I always recommend to people that we have two profiles. We have a short version profile, which is, you know, between four, five, six sentences. And then we have a longer version profile, which you could have to be three or four paragraphs, but don't have it more than one page because after that, people aren't going to read it. But what you can look at doing in the shorter profile is you're going to use those when it's things like, you know how you're like maybe delivering a webinar or you're speaking at something online or in person or whatever, and somebody introduces you that when you have that short profile, they're just going to read it then you can control the narrative. You can control what they say about you. And I always as well will change around my short profile for every single place that I engage with. So if I'm speaking at a conference for uh, female entrepreneurs, my profile will say one thing. If I'm speaking at a government conference, but I'm speaking about entrepreneurship, I would change my profile to say something slightly different because it's two completely different audiences, and I want them to do different things when hearing about me. So, female entrepreneurs, I want them to join Female Fusion. I want them to take part in our content, to to engage with Female Fusion, to build a more profitable business. Where, let's say, if it was a, if the audience was government, that. I would want them to engage with us to provide more support for female business owners. So do you see that the information that I would provide would be slightly different? So um, with the government one, I would probably talk more about the, the scale of female fusion and the impact that we're having, where when I'm talking to female entrepreneurs, my focus would be more on, we want to help you build a profitable business, you know, being part of Female Fusion, you're going to know how you build and scale that business of yours that's going to be profitable. So when you're putting together your profile, just be aware of it. And I always suggest do your longer profile first because it's so much easier to do something longer than it is to curate something that is, you know, five or six sentences. The shorter one is always the harder one, but make sure as well that you tailor that to your audience. Now you're probably thinking as well, oh my God, Jen, how am I going to do that? How, you know, what? what is it that I'm going to have to do to have a great biography? Well, everybody's biography is different. There is no specific formula, but what you do want to do is there's a few different areas that you want to think about. So you want to think about um, your unique selling proposition or any sort of impact that you've made in your industry. Maybe if your background or credentials are important, you want to include that as well. Um, Some people stack their profiles with their university degrees and the courses that they've done. You need to ask yourself if that's important or not for the audience that's going to be reading it. Personally, for me, I don't really care. You know, I went to university over 20 years ago and I had a great time at university and My degree is great, but I don't think that that has any relevance to the work that I'm doing today. So just kind of think about that and the relevance about what you put in or, you know, if there's any awards or recognitions that you've had. So, for example, I would go and talk about the award that I received from MasterCard Priceless, where I was listed as one of 25 inspirational women in the world. That, to me, is more important to put in my profile than talking about my university degree, which is a degree in politics, which has nothing to do with what I'm doing today, really. Other than, you know, it helped me have critical thought and get better at writing, but that's about it. Um, so you want to you look at things like that. Maybe as well, if you're pitching yourself to be a speaker, you might want to include some of your notable speaking engagements or any sort of media appearances or anything around a podcast, if it shows your expertise. Um, You also might want to think about as well, if there's anything specific to go in there for your specific target audience, Um, any skills that you have that might be relevant for your target audience. And sometimes as well, it's quite nice to just add a bit of human to your profile. So you can talk about, you know, any sort of personal details or hobbies that you have that might kind of humanize you and make you more relatable to the audience or any sort of personal stories or experiences that influenced you to getting to where you are today. Those are things that you can kind of experiment with. You can add in, you can add out. But make sure as well in your profile, especially if you're having a profile that you're giving to people, not on your website, but if it's one that you're handing out, you want to make sure as well that you have contact information about how they can reach you as well. So a profile is one of the first things that you really need to, as a business owner, that should be one of the first things that you go and set up and you have, and you want to make sure that you have that. Now, another area that I think that people miss out on and maybe neglect to see the opportunities of how powerful it can be is being on podcasts more. Now, you hear me with the Women on the Rise podcast that sometimes it's me speaking and talking about a specific topic, and then other times I'll have people that I interview Some of those people that I've interviewed, they have pitched themselves to me. Other ones, we've gone and sought out interesting women around the world to share their stories that would be inspiration for you. But podcasts are huge. And the great thing about a podcast is that it could introduce you to an audience that you've maybe not connected with before. So I always recommend to our business owners in Female Fusion To get into the habit of appearing on podcasts, either if it's on podcasts of people that you know, just to get familiar with that, or to start pitching yourself to appear on other people's podcasts. Now, we have part of our marketing strategy and our outreach and building our reputation is that I set a goal that we appear on somebody else's podcast at least once a month. So that means either that we pitch ourselves on somebody else's podcast or I, um, I will guest on somebody's podcast because they ask us. Now we get more invitations. We probably get about six to eight invitations a month for podcasts. And so we look at those very carefully to make sure that it's going to be ones that will be relevant for our audience. But when you're doing your pitch for a podcast is that you want to have the variation of your profile or your biography in something which is called a podcast pitch sheet or sometimes it's also called a podcast one sheet different markets call them different things but within that you want to be able to have things like your picture your name and titles that you want people to call you, your brief biography or profile. So remember, that's going to be the one that's going to be between four, five, six sentences that will summarize who you are. You want to have any other sort of key bullet points summarizing who you are that will stand out, those key ones that you want the podcast host to to notice. You could also as well highlight any other podcasts or media outlets that you've been on. So that adds a lot of credibility as well, especially if it's a well-known podcast that you can go and share that too. Um, and then sometimes people, when they appear on podcasts for their pitch sheet, that they also want to go and highlight interview topics for their zone of expertise, just to go and show how closely they align with that person's podcast. Now, some people will also put together things like proposed interview questions. I'm not big fan of that because I think sometimes the best podcasts are ones where you have more of a conversation and you'll hear that in my podcast as well that we have a chat rather than me sitting there asking questions and you know oh gosh one of the most awkward podcasts that I've ever been on I remember um I was asked to to be on a podcast and this was early days of female fusion and the podcast host had a list of 10 questions, asked me a question, stopped, said thank you, and moved on to the next question. And I felt that that was very awkward from a conversation for a podcast, because podcasts are supposed to be more conversational. So um, that's where I sort of feel like proposing interview questions feels a bit awkward to me. Um, but everybody does what they feel best with. But also remember as well that you want to include a bit of information about your business or at least mention your business and also how they can reach you. I've seen people put together um, podcasting pitch sheets and not go and put their contact details on. How are they going to reach you? Um, either including an email address, your mobile number, your social media handles so they can DM you. You want to have a way that people can reach out to you as well. Um, when you're putting together your podcasting pitch sheet or your one sheet, you want to make it look pretty because the pretty ones get noticed. So how are you going to do that? Because you're probably thinking, well, I'm not a graphic designer. How am I going to do that? Um Canva is your friend. If you don't use Canva, go on to Canva. Um, I think most entrepreneurs already use Canva. I love Canva. It takes a little bit of time to get used to and to work out how to to use all of the features. But when you do it, it is so powerful. So um, look at Canva. A great thing that you can do is either use a pre-designed template. And actually, we have some pre-designed templates. And I'll tell you at the end about that and how you can grab it. And the other thing as well you can do is just search on Canva for CVs or resumes and you'll have tons that will pop up and there'll be some that you can kind of work with or move around with to make it look really awesome. And when you have that, put it in your branding colors, have your logo and then share that and use that as a way to start your your pitching easiest way to pitch yourself on somebody's podcast is either to send an email and to go and tell that person the reason why you think you would be amazing to be on their podcast. Ideally, listen to that person's podcast first so you know the kinds of things that they cover, or sometimes as well that they'll have application forms directly on their website for their podcast. So for us, for example, we have a form That people can fill in we ask for additional information and the team goes and analyzes that for identifying people to be potential podcast guests for us as well so every podcast host has different things uh, but that's the easiest way to to get on there as well i love podcasts i think that podcasts are a great opportunity for you to get in front of the audience that you want as well now one of the things I was saying about the podcast pitch sheet or the one sheet and also your profile, something that needs to go with that, which is the third thing that so many entrepreneurs miss, is you need to have good photos. Oh my goodness, please, you need to have good photos. <laughs> so many entrepreneurs do not have good photos. Are you one of those? Uh, are you one of those that um maybe is either using photos from a long time ago that aren't really relevant for you anymore or are you somebody who is using photos that are just um maybe ones that you've taken yourself and not the the nicest um i see a lot of really bad photos and a lot of entrepreneurs are so focused on building their business that they don't focus on getting good photos. And, you know, brilliant photography makes all of the difference for your profile, for your pitch sheet. And also, as well, it's great stuff too that you can go and use for, um, for your, for your social media on your website. So I always recommend to people that they spend some time on having really great photos done so how do you do that well you need to find yourself a fantastic photographer who is going to help you with getting photos so um within female fusion we have so many photographers we have photographers gosh within our membership so if you're living in the uae if you're living in the uk if you're living in australia I know within our members in all of those areas, we have amazing photographers who are members. Um, and those are ones that you would be able to help, that you would be able to reach out to, to get help with. And feel free to DM us as well. And we'll be able to give you give you a hand with some ones that are recommended by our members as well. But oftentimes I find that people don't have great images or they do a photo shoot. And they don't get the images they want is because there wasn't enough planning that was done in advance. And one of the first things you want to do before you go into getting your photos done, and I get it like we're so busy sometimes that we forget about this and I've been guilty about doing this as well, is you need to really think about what your brand image is and what you want your brand image to be coming through as in your photos. So, you know, what sort of image or messaging do you want to be conveyed with your photos? Is there any sort of tone or style or aesthetic you'd like for your photo shoot? And I see this as well um, with photographers, that every photographer has a different sort of aesthetic in the way that they're taking their photos. So, for example, I know one photographer and the way that she takes her photos is they can be kind of like a little bit dark and moody and I don't know if I would almost say a bit masculine but they can come across a little bit masculine the the coloring is always a little bit dark on the complete opposite I know another photographer where her aesthetic is like very light bright very sort of white whitewashed and that works really well for some people as well And then there's another photographer who I know who is just like a pop of color and very colorful and rainbow-like and loves to have color in all of her photos. So as you can see that different people, even the way that they like things, so for me, I'm always drawn to the pop of color. Sometimes I'll go to the white light one, but for me, typically, I really like bright. Where other women are like, no, I like it very simple and plain and white. And so that's something you want to decide will, will align with your brand. Because when you get those photos, if you're somebody who's very bright and colorful, if your photographer is going to be very dark in the way that they do their images, you're not going to get the pictures that you like. So you really want to make sure that you're researching the photographers who are the best in personal branding don't go with the cheapest photographer because cheap oftentimes means somebody who is just starting out who maybe hasn't perfected their skill. And you could get amazing pictures or you could get ones that you're very unhappy with and need to be done again as well. So make sure that you look at their portfolios and the style of how they do things and make sure that it matches your vision. Getting personal recommendations or seeing other people's uh, feedback is also really great as well. And then before you start things with your photographer, make sure that you have a contract as well with them. As you know, I am big on contracts because contracts are what help protect us. So you want to make sure that you know how many hours you're getting your payment details, how many locations you're going to have in your shoot. And if you want to use a studio or if you want to do the more documentary style. For me, For my personal brand, I like to use location. I like to have ones that are kind of active and show really the the vibe and the style of female fusion and also of me. Outfit changes. How many are you allowed? Typically, photographers will allow two or three outfit changes. For me, when I rock up for a photo shoot, I'll typically book more. And sometimes I'll come with a suitcase full of clothes, shoes, jewelry maybe even like 10 outfits, I won't use all of them. But I'll find that the ones that I wanted for the shoot, maybe are not exactly what I want. So you do maybe want to give yourself even a bit of flexibility. So even if you agree three, you might want to bring an extra couple just in case. Also as well, um, find out how many pictures you're going to get and what they're going to be. I hear this from entrepreneurs, when they are disappointed with their photos, a lot of times it's because they didn't agree this with the photographer. So how many pictures are you getting? How many are going to be edited? How many are going to be touched up? And how many will be unedited? So edited means that they're going to maybe correct the color, do like a few slight changes to the photo, where it touched up means that if you had a zit on your face that day, they're going to get rid of it. If you want to look five pounds lighter, which we shouldn't be doing, but some people do like to do this, that the photographer might be able to make you look a little bit skinnier or take a bit of the shine off away from your face. Or if your roots are showing through, I've even heard from some business owners that they've had their photographer fix the roots that were showing through in their hair. Um, These are things that you want to agree with your photographer in advance. And also as well, if they'll give you unedited images. I like getting the unedited images too, because you can use that on social media. A lot of times if you're using a really good photographer, you're going to get amazing images anyways. And even the unedited ones will be fab. And also, how long is it going to take to get your photos? I work with photographers where typically I'll get my photos within a few days, maybe a week max. Other people I know have had to wait like a month and you don't really want to wait a month. So you want to make sure that you have that in your contract and make sure you get the high-res photos so you can use them for lots of things. And also to think about what you're going to use your photos for. So are you just using them for your website? Are you using it for social media? Are you just having a profile photo, media photos? And specify what sort of dimensions you need. So for example, if you're using a picture for a hero image on your website, you want to make sure that you have a bunch of white space left over in that landscape picture so you can put some text over in that white space. So you'll want to know what it will be used for and brief the photographer in advance about that. And then also as well, make sure you agree with the photographer about the usage of photos, especially for them. Because I've seen a number of people who have um, had photos taken with a photographer. And then that photographer has taken some of their photos and stuck it up on their social media without asking their permission. So just make sure you agree if you don't want that explain to them that they can't go and put that online. Um, And then you want to prepare for your shoot and make sure that you have everything ready before you turn up for your, your photo shoot with your photographer. So talking to them in advance and sharing to them what your vision is of the photo shoot, and they might have some tips for you on that. And then confirm with them where the location or locations are going to be. So it could be at your office or home or you might wanna do it in another space. And oftentimes photographers have great relationships with maybe cafes, restaurants, venue spaces to have different personal branding photos taken there. But make sure as well that if, um, if you are going somewhere different that's not your personal space, that if you need to have a permit issued that make sure that you get permission for that in advance. Either your photographer would need to apply or you would need to as well. And then think a lot about things like your wardrobe and how that's going to work out for your photo shoot. I was talking a bit about that before, but if you have a, a particular color in your branding look and feel or a few colors, maybe plan some of your wardrobes with that. So for example, Female Fusion, our logo has pink in it. And so I oftentimes will wear Something with a splash of pink, because I know that that will appear on our website and it will be closely matched to the color that we have within our logo. So that really helps when you plan your wardrobe. But also as well, think about if you're going on location somewhere, what the background of the shoot is going to look like. So, for example, if um, there's you're going to a cafe where there's lots of greenery inside and maybe they have like those plant walls or the flower walls. Don't go and wear green if the plant wall is green, because you're just going to be a whole green mess. Um, So think about what that is going to look like and sort of colors that you could wear and um, styles that you would wear. Also as well, if the work that you do or the audience that you have is quite conservative, to be mindful about being conservative in the way that you dress, because you might end up with photos. And we've had this as well with We've had some photos where it would maybe show people's shoulders or maybe too much cleavage. And in some markets that we work in, that's completely acceptable. And in other markets, it's not. So we just need to be, we just need to be a bit mindful about how that comes across for photos. When you're having a photo shoot, um, a lot of people will book in professional hair and makeup in advance as well. I will typically book a makeup artist once or twice a year for big personal branding shoot when we will update it and I'll bring in a makeup artist for me for the team when we do the whole office and ensure that just everybody feels super confident about that and some people love that where other people are like no thank you I will do my own hair and makeup and totally up to you but if you want to do that give yourself some planning in advance to do that and then when you're thinking about your pictures think about every single type of picture that you need and plan for it so number one you need to have professional headshots that is one of your first priorities when you're doing a first personal branding shoot and have those photos so it's kind of very clean and polished and maybe as well against a neutral background not too busy And the reason is, is that those are ones as well, that if you're speaking at a conference or if you're being interviewed by a journalist or um, if somebody else is profiling you somewhere, that oftentimes that they will want to have a photo against a white background or a plain background. So you want to have a couple of those in your toolkit that you can use no matter what. I like action shots as well. Those are great for social media, but also website. And it doesn't mean to be you jumping around doing things. It could be as simple as you work on your laptop or conducting a meeting or giving a presentation or even sitting there drinking a cup of coffee or tea, looking very thoughtful. Um, any of those sorts of things. I also like as well ones that are kind of more environmental ones. So It could be, you know, you working in a coffee shop or having a meeting in a coffee shop or walking through a city street. I remember one of my first ones in my new life as a female fusion entrepreneur that some of the ones that I did were outside and I actually shot them down at the sailing club because I spent a lot of time having meetings down at the sailing club back then and I just loved The vibe. So I have a whole range of photos of me just sitting out, having meetings by the beach, by the sea, um, at the sailing club, which was really nice. You also, maybe if you're doing collaborations, have some shots showing some of those collaborations, or it could also be collaborative shots with your team. If you have a team, maybe a team meeting or a brainstorming session. We have some great ones where we've got flip charts on the wall and we're writing things and we've got the team collaborating and we do legitimately do that you walk into the female fusion office and you see that um other things as well you know showing off your product or your service how it works doing behind the scenes you know maybe showing your if you have a product how you're creating that or organizing your tools or it could even be if you're more services related how you even prepare for a presentation and then you maybe want to think about any props or visual elements that go with your business. So, for example, it could be things like, um, you know, any sort of tools of the trade or for us, we've got things like female fusion branded coffee mugs or water bottles or affirmation cards. Or it could even be things like you reading your favorite book. Um any sort of props that you think would illustrate things. I know people as well will do things like if they have sales or deadlines, they'll maybe take pictures with them holding a clock or somebody in the team holding a clock or pointing at something to show, you know, the sales almost over, or if time is up, or, you know, if they're doing things where they want to have a celebration, they might have things with confetti or party poppers. You can be super creative. And then just also as well showing ones that are a bit more candid. I love those for websites and also even as well, like on our social media. So, you know, things that are like laughing or deep in thought or any of those sorts of things. So lots of different, lots of different options that you can have when planning for your photos. But this is super important that you want to be able to debrief to your photographer and really have in mind what the photos are that you want to get out of that so photos super important your profile if you don't have one you need to get to work on that right away because everybody needs a profile a short profile a long profile also as well decide if you're going to write that profile in first person or in third person i always typically write my profile in third person because that is more relevant for things like if you give it to people at a conference but then you also want to be thinking about as well um if you're going to have things on a personal website or so this is stuff that you need to be thinking about but get that profile sorted you're going to have beautiful photos so include one of those beautiful photos with it and start thinking about how you can pitch yourself more on podcasts even if it's a smaller podcast that has 50 people that listen to that podcast. Imagine the power of having somebody listen to you in their ear. 50 people. Being in front of an audience of 50 people is amazing. So getting these three personal branding tools organized, your profile, your podcast pitch sheet, and your photos is going to make such a difference to you and to help get you out there more. If you're feeling a little inspired after listening to today's episode on the podcast about sorting out your personal branding stuff, I have a solution for you. We have created a personal branding toolkit for female entrepreneurs, which has a personal profile and biography template. It has podcast profile templates and a whole big section on getting the very best out of your personal branding photo shoot. All of this is the stuff that we use within Female Fusion, what I've used to build my profiles, to build my podcast pitch template, all of those different things, and we have created templates just for you to be able to use. Not only that, I've gone in and created step-by-step instructional videos explaining how to use it, giving you totally detailed photographer briefing template to make sure that you're fully prepared for your next shoot. And I've done a little mini training to help you create your biography and really help you get one that makes an impact. So you can grab those. We have them for sale on Female Fusion. And at this moment, they're only $9. That's right, nine bucks. We've made them so affordable, the value's well over $100 and we put them on for you for $9 at this point. So link is in the notes of the show. Go ahead and grab those and let us know if they help you quickly create all of your personal branding templates.